You're listening to The Thrive Podcast with your host, Kathleen Drennan, corporate executive turned creative entrepreneur. Listen in as Kathleen shares all the things about marketing, money, and managing your mindset. She'll provide you with the tools and templates you can use today to help grow your business and move one step closer to creating your best life. Ladies, you got this. I'm so excited to share this week's episode with you. And I wanted to take the time to jump in and go behind the scenes with another floral designer and business owner. And I know in our industry, because it's so secretive, that one of the things that I've always found really helpful is to be able to have a glimpse, a taste, an idea of how other business owners navigate being a business owner. And I've always found it really useful to talk about some of the everyday challenges that we face as human beings, as creatives, as women, and as floral designers, and really get the inside scoop on how others actually run their business. And social media makes it so easy for us to think that everyone has their ish together. And I know for us as business owners, it's just really helpful to be able to counterbalance that with practical ins and outs. I am a human being running a business, dealing with all the ups and downs that everybody is dealing with, and really being able to learn from other people's aha moments, other people's insights, other people's shortcuts. We all know it's so helpful in so many ways. And this week, I want to introduce you to Donna, who runs the Frio Florist in Australia. And you can find Donna on Instagram at the, T-H-E, Frio, F-R-E-O, Florist. And for those of you in particular who are in your 40s, 50s, and 60s, and you have that little voice in your head that says, I'm too old. I want you to listen to Donna's story. She started her flower journey less than two years ago, and she's in her 50s. My friends, talk about busting through all the stereotypes. So please enjoy this in-depth discussion with Donna from The Frio Florist. And my friends, do not forget to follow her on Instagram because she is a beautiful human being with a beautiful soul and such a passion for sustainable floristry. Hi. How are you? I'm good. This is my shop. It's so good. I was looking around that. Yeah. I was like, oh my goodness. Yeah, my friend it's, painted it that feels, for me. It even feels cozy on the computer, which speaks volumes for what it would feel like in real life. Yeah, it's way. pretty amazing, actually. Yeah. Anyway. Amazing. I went you through can... the questions last night and I did a bit of writing. And it was so nice, actually, to do that. But um, I just thought, oh, well, to re- now I'm To reflect I'm not on gonna... your own progress. Yeah, exactly. I kind of have already thought through a lot of the well, with things. The, which is so good because even if we jump right to the end, like what felt so good about going through this exercise of reflecting on your own progress? Realizing that I've gone from being like really floundering, like tons of enthusiasm <laughs> and lots of skills, but not the right ones to run a flower business. I had listened to your training, your podcast from the time I started my floristry training, someone just said, oh, you should listen to this right at the beginning. So it's always been part of my brain since I started doing flowers, particularly around selling the work. 
I'd sell these bunches that I'd made as a student for such a lot of money. <laughs> like, oh my God, they're awful. But anyway, and now I'm employing people and I'm becoming a leader. I am a teacher. So mm-hmm. my ability to do that is starting to show up in my work. And mm-hmm. yeah, that's the biggest transformation is going from like, oh my God, <laughs> how do I do all the things? And now I've learned how to do lots of the things. And yeah, I got an email yesterday. I knew that it was coming. I got an email yesterday from a lady who's a coordinator at a school program and one of my young staff members is going to formally do work experience with me next year for six months and, you know, we're going to link it to some skills. So if she wants to do floristry, go into floristry at TAFE or, you know, whatever, then, yeah, and I'm going to teach her my way. (laughs) And this is what's so amazing because I think, particularly for you, this is the first time I've heard you say with such an incredibly grounded energy that I am a teacher and I get to bring that into my work. Yeah. Cause I set up the wreath workshops and I was doing some coaching with um, Patricia and she was asking me about yoga. She's like, well, what does yoga bring to you? And what do you miss about teaching? <laughs> Thought about it. And I was like, actually it's the teaching. It's not just the yoga. It's the, I'm a teacher, you know? So yeah, being able to have young people working with me and to have their respect because actually they're a fucking tough crowd, young people. <laughs> and so the relationship with my daughter has really improved as well while I've been working here because I feel like she really respects me a lot and, yeah, that's been enormous actually. And then having her, like she's kind of the oldest of the young people, they really respect her. Yeah. You know, and... Yeah, it's pretty awesome actually. Like flowers are an amazing medium for people to be creative, people to come together, people like me to make money. <laughs> yes. And this and this is the thing though, right? Because you get to almost I would say come full circle in recognizing that you are a teacher and a leader. Yeah. And you get to bring that expertise and that energy, which is so desperately needed both within our industry, but also to your customers. Yeah, and you're tracking backwards through the answers to my questions, actually. But this is what's so fascinating is I'm just sitting here realizing, like, I mean, if you start with the end in mind, it's so interesting to be like the new version of Donna that shows up today in front of me is the version of Donna that I always knew was there. Like, that's Mm -hmm. the Donna that I've always seen is this very stereotypical Zen, like, I've got this, right? Like, I do actually know what I'm doing, but the human experience of stepping into a different environment, saying yes to something that you're like, am I crazy to this business? Yes. Yes. I am crazy. I have not finished my certification. I have no idea what I'm doing. Oh my God. I know. I know what. Like, no, I am crazy. I still can't believe I did that. Yes, I am crazy. And let's go. Where's Kathleen? (laughs) But that's what's so fascinating about owning a business is it is at the end of the day, like the battle is against you. Yeah. And it's the same thing at yoga. Mind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's the same thing at yoga. I was thinking this morning, there's this band in Frio called the Bambusier Rhythm Section. They're so good. And their hashtag is the people must dance. <laughs> and I feel like, okay, that's what we do, isn't it? We just like, the people need their flowers. And you have to get in their head a little bit and I don't know. I feel like they're like sort of handover. Sometimes it's like an imaginary bouquet and they're trying to get it off you and you're like, no, actually, 
I'm going to tell you how this is going to play out. I know you want this and I know you want that. And I'm going to help you get pretty much what you want. We're going to do it my way because that's going to be better. And that's what they don't know. But when I really stand in that and tell them that, they're like, okay, yeah, because they can feel the confidence. Yeah. And as much as like, it's so easy for you and I to say, oh, just show up with the authority that you know what you're doing. (laughs) Yeah, It's fine. We've got it totally covered. When the customer comes to you, just show up in all of your authority and all of your confidence. It's a super easy, I should say, simple idea on paper. The reality of doing that in front of a customer day after day after day in our industry. It's a discipline. It's a practice. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You have to do it. It's not set and forget. I'm going to have to do it a lot today. Okay. So let's go back to the beginning. And you own a flower shop. A stall in the market. Tell me about your flower shop. Tell all the people about your flower business. Well, now you reminded me we've got an audience. (laughs) (laughs) And now I'm forgetting that I am a leader and a teacher and everything I just said. Yes. Okay. So we have... (laughs) Yeah. I have a beautiful shop in the Fremantle markets called the Frio Florist and we are a sustainable florist as sustainable as possible so we use a lot of locally grown things we don't have anything plastic where possible and actually I like to reuse a lot of things and dry things and people come into the shop and really like to see the things drying on the wall and they always want the thing that's drying not dried and I'm always like no you can't have that (laughs) um Yeah, and we started about 18 months ago. Every single person that I know and love has been dragged into it in some one way, shape or form. (laughs) My mum worked with me on Mother's Day. Everyone worked with me at Christmas. Partner does deliveries for me. Um, When did you take on the shop? Um, May 2021. (laughs) (laughs) which definitely demonstrates amazing optimism. (laughs) Or insanity. I think it's a Yeah, exactly. And I think the best of us have that. Yeah. And so between May and January in my first year, I don't know what the percentage was, but I would say 25% of the traders at the markets left. It was like really hot summer. We had all the mandates and lockdowns and it just was bitter (laughs) it was a hard one to get through and people came in to me you know people who've been at the markets for a long time they came in and they said if you can get through this you can get through anything hang in there and I feel like because I was in the flower boss academy from just a few months after I started I had that support to keep going because you've trained me so much in business skills I've earned the respect of my fellow business people in the markets and also the manager of the markets I have a good relationship with her And those things really count for a lot, you know. When you're having a really bad day and you get that little nod from someone else who just knows what you're going through, it's like, oh, yeah, they respect me. Yeah, I'm still here. And oftentimes that, I'll say for me, that almost strikes in a more positive way. It strikes way deeper oftentimes than like your mom coming to you and being like, yeah, it's fine, honey. You'll get through this. You're tough. (laughs) Yeah, but she, you know, as well, yeah. when, it was, when it was Mother's Day, she was like, I'm here, what do you need? She stood with me. Like, she's 81 years old and um, she stood with me, you know, for hours just 
wrapping up bunches of flowers one after the other. No one can tie ribbons like my mum. She's from a family of tailors. <laughs> I'm like, you do the ribbons, mum. <laughs> you can come in and teach the whole team how to tie ribbons. You should. You should run. You could run a ribbon training session oh. with your new training. <gasps> with my mum. Yeah. She would love that. Yeah. Okay. So you yeah. took on somebody else's business. I did. She followed me out of the markets one day and she said, hey, Donna, I've just decided I'm going to go home to Melbourne. And I was just thinking it'd be so good if someone could take it over because she'd launched it sort of nine months before. She realized that the people were liking what she was offering, you know, sustainable flowers. It was different and it was being well received. And I was training in floristry at the time and I'd come into her shop and chat with her and pick her brain because I loved what she was doing and... I was a bit starstruck by her and wanted to be like her. <laughs> and then she's like, yeah, you could like have the job. Mm-hmm. I was like, what do you mean? She's like, I'm going. Why don't you take it on? I'm like, you're mad. Two weeks later, there I was trying to figure out how to do 30 hours a week at the markets as well as get all my tape assessments finished. <laughs> yeah. So I did it. And um, she was amazing, Amy, actually. She the first bouquet that I put on the website, I named after her. <laughs> and um, she was just so generous and open-hearted and she sold me all her um, buckets and benches. So the vibe of the shop, the basic mm. vibe of the shop was like a blank canvas, but it had this kind of woody, earthy, organic, rustic feel that just really felt a good lineup for me. And a friend of mine at TAFE said, well, why don't you start your own shop? And I'm like, oh, on that shop, like that's a whole shitload of work that I don't have to do. Like yeah. where am I going to get a workbench like that? Like I basically bought a workbench. <laughs> I like, I want the workbench. It's so beautiful. It's got timber and, yeah, so I just jumped in and did it. And I trusted right from the beginning that there was going to be chaos. I was going to learn from my mistakes and I was just going to keep going, you know. I really wanted to do this and... I thought, well, you know, there's so many different ways to learn to do something. You can get a job, you can do training, you can buy business, you can think about something for years before you do it and try and do it perfectly or, you know, and the universe intervenes. There was an opportunity that came and I just decided to say yes. And I think, you know, when you do that, a lot of support comes your way if you keep being open to it. But I got into hot water straight away, you know, because I always try and do things that I'm not ready for. And... um this is where you came in really because I had a customer who loved my work, booked an event, but they got attached to a bouquet and they took Mm -hmm. it home and they put it into a vase and they wanted me to, I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they um, wanted me to replicate it two months later in vases that I actually couldn't even fit those stems in and couldn't even get those blooms because I was just didn't, I didn't know what the hell I was doing, you know. Yeah. So I ended up giving this poor family this disaster. <laughs> I was just way out of my depth. I would handle it so differently now. And I do, like it's like you have to nip it right in the bud. Like when they came in and they were getting attached to that bunch of flowers that were sitting there and they're dreaming about their daughter's engagement and they want her to have what they want her to have, that's when I step in now and I have to step in then and go, yeah, this is a beautiful colour combination, isn't it? We like to do, you know, if you have a look on our website, you can see that we do all sorts of things in that colour combination. I don't know if those will be available, but I'll make you something with a, a similar feeling. And letting them know right from the outset that I've already 
thought a lot of this stuff ahead. And I didn't have capacity to do that at the time because actually I'd never done it before, you know, so I had to learn. Then they complained. <laughs> I, had to, I had to shut the shop for the afternoon and go and fix it on the side. And I was just like, I was so embarrassed. They were so gracious about it. They were like, you know, come over, bring some stuff. We don't want a refund. We just want you to come over and fix the flowers. We know you can do it. And I did it and it was fine. I tell that story because I think what florists put their heart into stuff, into people's really important events, and you yeah. don't want to screw it up. And we're not out there trying to screw people for money or anything. You know, we want their event to be beautiful as well. And I just felt so terrible that that happened. But I bounced back. I survived. <laughs> and I signed up to Flower Boss Academy about five minutes after that. I was like, oh, my God, I need help. I've got no idea what I'm doing. But actually, it wasn't that I didn't know how to make the flowers. It was that I didn't know how to navigate the people and my own brain and my systems and everything. And that I knew that I needed help in there. And I well, got it straight away. It's I got so that interesting help. to hear you say that because I think I am one of the few people that remembers and probably understood what our instructor meant when on day one of formal floristry training, she says, this is not a business. Yes, and they that, said that to us as well. Yeah. Right. And most florists don't understand. I was up the back going, where's the business course then? <laughs> And our industry is so good at perpetuating the, like so many narratives, but one being, you know, well, at least I love my job. So that's fine. <laughs> it's such a privilege to help people with flowers. Yeah. I have the best customers and clients ever. Yeah. And I don't know where most of these people then get the money to pay for. I always think of the joke of like, I mean, we need new underwear and socks. So like, where are you getting the money to buy new underwear and like, let alone put food on your table? And everybody comes from their own situations. And I think when we put ourselves in those incredibly uncomfortable situations, which is what we get to do when we say yes without thinking about it. Mm. I mean, other people have figured this out. So we must be able to figure it out. We have no idea what we're in for. And sometimes it does get shocking. <laughs> and, you know, we all have our stories of disappointed clients, disappointed customers, refunds, money back. Like, you know, people saying crazy things to us because it is a hugely emotional situation and we have let people down. But yeah, when you get the support to navigate that and you build the skills, as you said, like you build the skills to be able to navigate it better next time is such yeah. a different game. Yeah. Building the skills to be able to navigate it better next time. I think I wrote something down once that you said, and I posted it in the group chat about, um, we never really know what's coming next or something. We just get to navigate it all one step at a time. And that's actually the business. That's actually our job. Like flowers are seasonal and they're fresh. The next customer that comes in is going to want something completely different. I feel like I'm always in motion with it and staying kind of agile in my thinking and my brain. And, and then I would also yeah, say, particularly sounds- for you, it's like open to what's possible. Yeah. Right? Like you're staying in it and you're just riding the wave, but you're not... It's not that you're not even attached to what's happening. It's you have a clear vision and a clear idea of what you want to do with it, but you're not limiting yourself to, oh, well, that's the only possibility. You're like, oh, yeah, it could be that or it could be these other 17 things. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And you've got to have that open-mindedness. That's what your customers are paying for is your brain. 
your creative brain. They, like, honestly, if they could make those flowers themselves, they would. And the customers that can, we never meet them because they already did. <laughs> they don't need us. So if a customer comes in and says, can you help me? You're like, yeah, I can help you. And at that point, as a florist, you've got to go, they need my help. Like a person who's had an accident needs a nurse. It doesn't matter. There's no judgment about, you know, what's more important. At that moment, they need flowers for something. And I think this, when you sent me the questions and I was writing about this last night, I thought, you know, my background is in communications and community development, actually. And I love working with people in sort of transformative moments in their life. Mm. Transitional, not transformative. Yeah. Transitional moments often transformative for people. But when someone comes in and they want flowers, it's because they're trying to express something that they can't say. They're coming in and they're saying, I have this huge ball of emotion in me that this thing has happened or is happening. I don't know how to say anything. And apparently you can like express this with flowers, but I don't know how to do that. Can you do that for me? And a florist that's going to put their hand up and go, yeah, I'll try. That's brave. (laughs) That's carrying a lot. You should be paid well for that. So, and here's what's clicking in my brain though, is I hear you say that and I hear you explain that kind of like you've known that all of your life, which isn't true. (laughs) Because five minutes ago, right, you're telling the story about this family that came in and trying to pull this arrangement together and these flowers together for their engagement party. And it's a very different way to approach your business and approach your customers. Mm. Right. And that idea of, do you think it was, early on the predominant like internal dialogue was I don't know what I'm doing therefore just do what the customer says what definitely came up in my writing yesterday I didn't know what I didn't know (laughs) and I didn't know I mean I kind of understand what you're asking me but actually what really clicked yesterday was that I didn't know that what really needed to change was I needed to work on my thinking Mm. I had no idea what a mess that was in my head and that that was a possible thing to do. I mean, it's not like I've never, I'm a yoga teacher, you know, it's not like I've never worked with my brain or, <laughs> part, or thought like, about mindfulness or anything, you know. But, yeah. On the business the, part, it also says like professional yogi. <laughs> <laughs> but the flower boss training and the thought model, that just blows my mind. Even to the point now where I'm going like, well, I don't do it all the time, but I'm like, well, how do I want to feel today? Okay, if I want to feel like this, what should I be thinking about? Or what should I be wearing that's going to make me feel better, you know? What should I eat that's going to make me feel better? Yeah, rather than kind of... It's a very different way to walk through life, let alone run a business. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's been amazing. Honestly, I just feel like I've never experienced anything with this much support in it that's been so bang on for where I'm at at the time. And running a business, I've run other people's businesses for them over the years. I've run my my ex-partner's business, a couple of women that I've worked with who I'm so glad I worked with them because they're incredible role models in terms of bravery and, you know, just watching them say yes to stuff, watching them be brave to experiment and fail and show up to, you know, whatever customer's complaining or celebrating or whatever, you know, that was amazing. But I used to always have this feeling like, but I'm not doing it right, you know, like, and I wasn't. Like there was a lot of things that I just felt like, oh, my God, it's a mess and how do you organise things and how do you, um, 
always felt terrified of running. I still do. <laughs> I still feel terrified of my business, but I don't feel like that's a problem anymore. <laughs> I feel more like, okay, if I feel a certain level of terror, then we probably need to do a bit of admin <laughs> and get it tidied up, you know. But, yeah, the, the skills and the training, I do feel like I can run a business now. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll even say to you too, it's like you're allowed to run a business and you're allowed to bring all of Donna to the table and all of Donna's past experiences to the table. Yeah. And that is the amazing thing actually about doing this at my age. I'm 51 now. It's 40. I don't know how old I was. I was 50 when I started the business. And I feel like what I'm in now, this business, is a synthesis of a life that I've already has been a pretty well-lived life. I have a lot to offer. And if people come in and they just want random bunch of flowers, they're missing out on the best bit. Why don't they go the whole hog? (laughs) Might as well. We've got a lot to offer here. You know, it's a good business and the flowers are beautiful. The people that, I remember that session that you gave a while ago. I don't think it was in the academy. I think it was just a podcast about relationships with wholesalers. Do you remember talking about that? And growers. Honestly, being a florist is all about relationships, isn't it? All of it. The flowers in WA are amazing. They are so beautiful. We have people yeah, coming through the markets have- all the time that are tourists and they're just like, oh, yeah. my God. Honestly, I could just like tip them out of the bucket, lay them on the floor, and people would go, oh, that's so beautiful. <laughs> now you need to give me 100 bucks just for looking at them. Yeah. <laughs> and for all those photos you just took. <laughs> that's kind of interesting, right? Like that whole idea of what do you think is different about your relationships with wholesalers and growers that you didn't necessarily know before? Oh, it's because I respect myself so much as a business person and I'm not even growing the flowers. I don't even have to deal with the weather, you know? I mean, sure, getting in and out of my car in between the markets and the wholesaler or riding my bike to and from work or whatever, but they've got to grow those babies. If they don't grow them, we don't get them. My partner, Neil, he says, you can't work with what you can't get. It's <laughs> very sad of him. And, um, yeah, they're the lifeblood of the industry. I mean, we all are. We all make it happen. They could grow them and if we didn't put them together, no one will get them, right? So it's a link. Yeah. But I think just honouring my own work and every customer that stands in front of me makes me think about the cycle of life and the cycle of where the flowers actually come from. And I'm always trying to get the customers to think about where flowers come from so that they're not, because they come in and they're like, oh, I want to get some flowers, but I hate getting flowers because I'm like, well, what happened? And they're like, well, I bought these flowers from the supermarket and they died in two days and the water stinks. And I'm like, well, you know, let's have a look at these ones that we've got here. You know, they're probably fresher. They're local. You know, there's some information on my website about how to look after them and how to dry them if you want to. And they're locally grown, you know, all these things. I tell them a little bit about sustainable practice. Not too much because I don't want to upset people. (laughs) But it makes me think all the time about the growers. It's an incredible thing they do, growing flowers. I'm so grateful to the people that are growing the flowers. And then the wholesalers, because the growers, even when we talk about local, right, they're still four or five hours away, maybe 10, not not Mm -hmm. 10. And the wholesalers are like making that easy for me because what am I going to do? Drive to Geraldton and Albany 
and Margaret River once a week and go and have a cup of tea with the growers and pick some flowers while I'm down there all before work on a Friday morning. No, that's not going to happen. The wholesaler has magically got all those flowers together for me, kept them in their fridge in perfect working order so that when I get there I can just go put them in my car, let's go. And I think, you know, when there's a culture of mutual love, respect and admiration, like yesterday I went into one of my wholesalers and she's like, there's some banks just that haven't hit the floor yet. You want to have a look at them? I'm like, yeah. I went out there and magically one of my um, favourite florists who works locally, she appeared behind me at the same time. She's like, oh, hi, Donna. I'm like, oh, look, these banks just come and have a look at these because I knew she'd be just as excited about them as I was because that's also kind of her specialty is natives and locals. And, yeah, I bought one bucket, she bought the other. And I'm like, well, is that fair? Because the other florists didn't get to see them. I'm like, you bet that's fair. <laughs> this is what our relationships work. You know, when my kids come over, they get the fattest slice of cake. And it's not that, you know, I wouldn't share them or if um, somebody else wants banks, I'm not going to let them have them, whatever. But, yeah. It's the same, like if I think of some of those famous chefs, right? And how much either they have built their own gardens, farms, raised their own sheep, cattle. Yeah. They have, you know, they invest a huge amount of time nurturing those relationships, talking to the growers, understanding the soil, knowing what's going into it. Mm. It's exactly the same thing. So that you and, yeah, I, so when you, you can walk in and yeah. just eat a tomato salad. <laughs> yeah. And what the hell? We're going to say $17 for a tomato salad. I'm not full. <laughs> They're like, but look how beautiful the tomatoes are. <laughs> yeah, and, and you get to post a picture of it and it tastes amazing. And I can tell you the story yeah. of where the cheese came from and where the tomatoes came from and how we got whatever else we put in it. And it's an experience. Yeah. You know, and it's an important experience because those experiences that you have with that amazing tomato or that amazing flower could give you an opportunity to connect with where it comes from and actually start to think about our land and our planet and the mess that it's in and the choices that we make that have an impact on what we buy and what we don't buy, you know, and that's a big deal. Yeah. Well, that thought of like, when you started the business, this whole idea of, I don't know what I don't know. Mm. And we get to pass that concept on to every single human that we touch within this industry and to our customers. Because they don't know that there's a difference between the three yellowed tiger lilies that they're buying at the local grocery store and your product. They have no idea. And they have been cheated of that knowledge because plant knowledge is, and you won't be surprised to hear me go down this track, plant knowledge is soul medicine. And, you know, in a, on a physical level, on a spiritual medicine level, on a um, creativity level, wherever the important moments in our life are, flowers go with us or we go with the flowers. <laughs> well, no, and this comes like totally full circle with what you were saying yeah. earlier around our customers come to us because of those transitional and transformational moments in their life. Because they come to flowers- us because the planet has been like <laughs> ravaged and they can't yeah. go to the flowers. If everything was intact, they'd be like, shit, this massive things happen. I don't know how to deal with it. Just going to go out into the flowers. I'm going to sit there. 
it's all going to be okay. They can't do that because yeah. they're not there. So they come to us and they go, can you help me? Because I feel like I just need this intangible thing that's deep in my cells. Like, yeah, mate, it's a bunch of flowers. Let me help you. Yeah, of course I can help. You've come to exactly the right place. Good thing yeah. I call myself a florist. Because yes, I can help you. <laughs> See me? I'm wearing my flower crown. <laughs> okay, so here, this, this is the question I want to know, is like through your experience of having been inside of this program for what feels like a decade, <laughs> what do you okay. say? Oh, I know what I said when I was doing my notes about the questions. I was like, mate, this course should come with a certificate because this is one I would definitely phrase. <laughs> Well, can, I can't can believe that. how much work I've done, Kathleen, and I'm not getting a certificate. Where's my certificate? Well, I'll send you a digital one because I wouldn't want you to print it out. Probably would. I'll print it out on some recycled paper. I want my certificate as I'm a flower boss. <laughs> okay. Well, well, I'll take that on board. You watch this space. Yeah. What would you say has been the most memorable part of your experience, being part of this community, having access to the support that you have, the templates, the coaching, the shortcuts, whatever comes to mind for you. And it could be a big thing. Okay. Yeah. It's, um, yes. Thought about this last night and it's the whole thing. It's the <laughs> absolute package deal of it. It's the fact that I'm like, like, oh, wow, that coaching was amazing. It would be great if those people did some templates. Oh, they did those too. <laughs> I can't understand the templates or drive them. It'd be great if there was like a group chat where I could say, does anybody know how to do this? Oh, yeah, they've done that as well. You know, it'd be great if some of those coaching sessions were recorded so that I could just listen to them when I am driving to get flowers and need to get my head in the right space because as soon as I get the flowers, they're going to like start messing with my creative brain and I'll be off on colour land. And um, you've thought of everything. I don't know how you did it. How did you do that? I'm going to interview you. <laughs> well, the, and the answer is because I build it. Um, I mean, a lot of it is based on your guys' input and feedback, which is why we're constantly asking for input and feedback. I have spent a lot of time and energy thinking about if I could go back and help myself again with what I know now and what I'm continuing to learn and the con- people I continue to meet and the shiny object ideas that I keep coming up with, like how could I create a space that first and foremost is secure, safe, community-driven, very much about bringing that group of like-minded, ambitious, motivated, yes, I want to make money, and I love floristry, and I have such a freaking passion for humans (laughs) most of the time. Yeah. And I love the idea of doing this in community, doing this with support. And yeah, I mean, it would be kind of awesome to just have access to Kathleen's whole business. That's no problem. And then at the end of the day, recognizing like we can give you guys so many of the templates, so many of the how-tos. Here's a replica website. Here's sales scripts. Here's shortcuts. Here's the pricing guide. Here's how to do every single thing that we've ever tried in our business. Here's how to build a website. I build a website because you show me how to build a website. And that's just the tip of the iceberg because... And it brings in money. It's amazing. It's so fun, isn't it? It's not perfect. It's not a perfect website, but it brings in income. It's so good. Right? But I think you said it where it's just like, oh, like I kind of thought that I could just get into this, learn a few things and I'd be 
fine. <laughs> and then you realize, no, wait a minute. I'm a human being who has to keep showing up every day. Yeah. And it is riding that roller coaster and not ever feeling like you have to figure any part of it out by yourself. No. Yeah. And, the, you know, the timing of it, the sort of global experience of a pandemic and, um, tra- yeah, transforming my life you know, through the training and coming out of a, a relationship separation and being in a new relationship and, you know, just figuring out um, so much change in myself. It was like, and you were too, you know, and you were always so candid about it. Every time I listened to your podcast, I was like, this woman, just such a big heart and an enormously creative and intelligent brain. And I'd listen to you and I'd just think, God, Maybe I should try that. <laughs> okay, that sounds like outrageous. And I'll try it. And I go, oh, man, that worked. That worked. That worked again. And to the point where I'd go, like, well, I don't care how scared I am. It's okay. I'll just be scared for a day, and you know, and then I'll come back. Like, I'll decide, now. I'm definitely not going to do that. And then I'll just go, okay. Well, yesterday I decided I definitely wasn't going to do it, but Kathleen thinks maybe I could. And so maybe I'll have another look at it, ask a different question, come at it from a different way. And then there I was on Mother's Day last year and I set that enormous sales goal target. I set a sales goal to sell triple what I would normally sell in one weekend, which, I mean, I guess to some people they'd think, oh, well, you know, it was Mother's Day, it was easy. It's easy to get that, to generate that much sales. And, yeah, it was Mother's Day. But I did it and I decided few weeks beforehand that I definitely was not going to set the goal. I was just like, no, <laughs> I set no, the goal. Talking, and then I went, like, I'm going to set the goal. No, now I'm changing my mind. <laughs> yep. And I'm going to set it again. No, I'm definitely not doing it. And then suddenly I was like, that opened up my flower bus boot camp chat and said, I did it. I was so proud of myself. And it was like an experiment to me. <laughs> It's like the final straw. It was like the experiment into whether the Flower Boss Academy training worked. Yes, 100%. It worked. (laughs) And the hardest thing was managing my brain the whole time. And the sweetest moment was was like that moment where it just tipped, where the sales tipped over to my goal. And it wouldn't have mattered whether it was, you know, $1,000 or $20,000 or whatever. But when it tipped over to the goal, I just felt such satisfaction and I asked my mum to go home <laughs> and I scrubbed every single bucket in my shop I clean, and I cleaned the whole thing and I just let myself soak up in the sweetness of having achieved this yeah. thing. And at that time I was not really kind of thinking about that, but that was my way of celebrating. I freak you out. I'm weird. I like to celebrate by scrubbing my buckets <laughs> and putting some nice music on and just having some time to myself and go and just like, re, you know, reliving some of it going, wow, I did that. I and that. I would actually I mean, describe it as like relishing the experience. Because relishing. Yeah. It is like you walk out of the environment and like, yeah, it's nice to kind of sit in your car, ride your bike home to home and have a glass of wine and really think about it. But like, it really is. It's like those moments you know, it's like, it's why wedding guests don't necessarily, the bride and groom don't necessarily want to leave or, sure. you know, at the funeral, everybody's standing around talking. It's like, it's why these experiences kind of drag on because we want to, we don't really want to let that experience go. And I think particularly when you've beaten your own battle, 
right? And you've just picked a number out of thin air. Yeah. <laughs> Which I decided and I was like, definitely I am going gonna to do it. Definitely a pile of money. And then weekend. I did it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, and Kathleen's like, well, how big a pile do you want to generate? I'm like, oh God. All right. Yeah. So and then I tried like to buy. Well, well, I will have much profit do want to make multiply it by five. I felt like I was going to throw up. And it really is because it's like, oh my gosh, no, I, I no, seriously, Kathleen, I think I am actually going to throw up this time. But you know, it's the details that are just so interesting because the thing that I couldn't bear in the planning was when I worked out all the recipes and I was like, I'm going to need 30 bunches of tea tree. And I couldn't bear the thought of going to the wholesaler and saying, can I please have 30 bunches of tea tree? And they would have laughed at me. They would have said I was greedy. It wouldn't have fitted in my car. Like I just had all these ideas in my head about what it meant to get so much tea tree. <laughs> and, I, and it was so, that was such an amazing learning for me. Like you never really know which details are going to trip you up or trigger a panic attack or, you know, not, a, I mean, that all due respect because that wasn't a panic attack, um, you know, but a fear spiral. I wasn't scared of the work. I wasn't scared of, you know, the prices. I wasn't scared of, it doesn't matter what you're scared of, does it? It's just about fear. <laughs> it's well, and our brain will attach to something very specific, right? Because for yeah. some of us, it would have been, you know, oh my gosh, I need to buy X number of sheets of like brown paper, or I need to have mm. X number of bunches ready for people to come in. Like our brain will pick up something that if yeah. feels tangible, Right. Yeah. And for you to be able to stand there because your brain clearly could envision what like 30 bunches of tea tree on my own workbench and in my own car. And I have to walk out of the wholesaler with those like bundled over my shoulder. Like, no. Yeah. Of course, our brain is going to freak out about it because that's other people's businesses. Like we see the other florists walking around the wholesaler, you know, buying boxes and buckets of banksias and tea tree and wattle and Waratahs, like that's what everybody else does in their business. That's not my business because I'm just because mm. I'm just starting out. And it's so fascinating. It's like once you can start to see that happening in your own head, and then you have a community and you have a coach and you have other people who can turn around and be like, "Well, I mean, like, what's the downside in trying?" And it's yeah. like, oh, damn. <laughs> yeah, and then it's like, okay, what's next? <laughs> and you know, when you just said that thing about seeing other florists with their bunches of flowers like how do I know that they're not going not walking along going oh my god what am I doing with all these waratahs everyone's gonna see me <laughs> you know we're all doing it we're all walking around it's very visible you know my partner he actually photographs flowers and um sells beautiful cards and prints he's having an exhibition in a couple of weeks of his work and you know I've thought a lot about flowers when I've been out in the bush with him traipsing around and looking at the flowers and we look at the photos later and I'm just like these guys will try anything flowers will try absolutely anything to get noticed it is all they are thinking about they're just like I'm gonna evolve to this bright yellow thing with some spots or you know a red thing with a long thing or whatever like so many millions of different varieties all they want to do is get noticed. That's their thing. And we get so many of them and we stand behind them and then we wonder why we feel so exposed because <laughs> everyone's looking at us. It's a real thing. <laughs> That's why I reckon 
florists have such high level of sensitivity about um, what people think of us because everybody is looking at us because we're standing with all the flowers. Yeah, introverted, you know. Creatives. Creatives, yeah. Filled with self-doubt, really, really good at putting ourselves down. And (laughs) with everyone staring at us. Yeah. It's like, okay, now I'm hot and sweaty. This is awkward. Yeah. Okay. So super mindful of time. Is there anything else that you feel like you wish you had said, want to say anything else you want to just throw into the mix as we wrap up? I'm just so glad that you exist. (laughs) (laughs) And the main reason that I said yes, when Jess said to me, when she sent me the email saying Kathleen wants to interview you, I was like, oh, but that'll be a high level of exposure. But then I just thought, no, but I get to chat with Kathleen <laughs> and I just wanted to see you and, you know, I'm so grateful that you put yourself out there and it's not that long ago that you even shared that amazing list of what you wear to work with me. <laughs> it's nothing that this you is, won't I'm going to tell everybody who's listening. There is this nothing is- that you won't share. <laughs> There isn't anything I won't share, but I am a huge advocate because I know we all need a lot of support and I think permission to continually ask questions because we continually yeah. tell ourselves I'm supposed Even to Even the know. dumb questions, which feel like the dumb right? questions. Yeah, there is no such thing as a dumb question. And I truly believe those of you guys who take me on my word of Jessica J. Fox in the community is like at the top of the people who ask the most questions and she keeps coming back and I keep reminding yeah. her and keep coming back. And it's like, no, because literally nothing is off the record, including when Donna jumps in and says, hey, so can you guys give me the rundown of what you actually wear and how do I navigate all of this? And I realized like as I was putting that list yeah. together, yeah. As I was putting that list together, it's like, oh, right, because that was three and a half years of Kathleen trying to figure out what the fuck to wear. (laughs) (laughs) Like as much as I'll tell you guys, like we need to look good on Instagram and we need to live our brand. And it's like, yeah, except it's 42 degrees out here and I need to figure out how to navigate. And then it's freezing in the cool room. Yeah. You know, and it's early starts and late finishes and everything in between. Yeah. 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 So for those of you who want to join us, you can find that list. (laughs) Okay. So I am going to wrap it up there. And so, yeah, that's all I wanted to add was, you know, thank you so much for being so open. And I don't ever feel like you under promised. No, I don't ever feel like you over promised. I always was worried. Like, you know, I love that idea. (laughs) Never under promised. (laughs) No, I feel like I kind of got what I came for and way more. Yeah. And I'm not leaving. Yeah. Well, that's good because I don't really want you to leave because I think you're no. such an incredible example of just such a great, great human. So thank you for being here. Thanks. I really appreciate it. And it's been so fun hanging out with you and seeing you. Yeah. So nice chatting with you. Amazing. Okay. So we'll wrap it up there and I'm going to just say thank you. Have the most amazing day. Please enjoy yourself. I will. I'm about to open my shop at the Fremantle Markets. Everybody can poke their head in through the Christmas wreaths at me today. (laughs) So good. Okay, go out there and make some money. Yeah, thanks. You too. Thank you. See ya. Bye.